What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, June 15th, 2015. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Special guests for you today. Two special guests had them in studio. Jack Eichel, Hobie Baker Award winner from the BU Terriers, and his teammate, Matt Lane, forward Matt Lane. They joined me in studio here earlier this morning. I'll play that conversation for you in just a few minutes. As we know, the NHL draft is later this month. Jack Eichel will have a decision to make. Has he made it? Is he going to go back to BU? Has he made the decision to go to the NHL and play for the Buffalo Sabres? That is where he is selected later this month, which is where he will be selected. At least that's what we're being told. Uh, Has he made the decision? Find out. I asked him about it, and I asked his teammate, Matt Lane, what the advice uh, is from the rest of his BU Terrier teammates. So we talked we, we talked to them earlier this morning. I'll play that conversation in just a few minutes. They joined me in studio. Uh, I'll open it up with this. So we had a big weekend, a lot going on. NBA Finals last night. Golden State wins game five. They lead the series three games to two. It goes back to Cleveland now for game six. Uh, I'll close out the show with my reaction to that. Also, the Stanley Cup final. The cup is in the house tonight. The Madhouse on Madison, that is. And I think the Blackhawks are going to be hoisting it. So tomorrow's show, I'll probably be able to break down uh, and and react to the Stanley Cup champion Blackhawks. That's how I think this is going to play out. I hope it doesn't because I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. I'm rooting for Brian Boyle to hoist that thing. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I do think the Blackhawks are going to get that and hoist it tonight. The cup will be in the house. Uh, I'll talk more about that uh, to close out the show. And the Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox, if you heard me on WEEI over the weekend, I had to do Red Sox review for both of these dumpster fire games that the Red Sox had over the weekend. Uh, Just absolute garbage. This team is brutal. They've lost six straight. They've been swept now in consecutive series by AL East opponents. They play the Atlanta Braves tonight. Depending on the weather, I may or may not be on WEEI 93.7 FM tonight. Definitely I'm on tomorrow, 10 to midnight, if the Red Sox get rained out tonight. Um, and it's, it, I don't, it's not looking good. The weather's not looking good. If they do get rained out, I'll be on WEEI later tonight. But either way, definitely tomorrow night. So I'm going to close out the show with some of those topics. And I have a thought on, on something else I was watching last night. Money in the Bank. WWE Money in the Bank. I, I did watch it last night. And, and there was something that was very interesting to me in that show. I'll tell you about that and more again after this conversation that I had in studio this morning with Jack Eichel and Matt Lane, Boston University Terriers. What will Jack Eichel do? Has he made a decision yet? Find out right now. All right, joining me in studio right now here at Beantown Athletics. Uh, this segment brought to you by 4 Boston. You can get your 4 Boston apparel here at Beantown Athletics in Dorchester. Um, I'm joined by Jack Eichel and Matt Lane, BU Terriers. What's up, guys? How you doing today? Doing pretty well. Yeah? yeah. Doing good today. Doing good? All right. Well, what do you think of the studio, first and foremost? Because I know, I know some people have told you about the studio, and I don't know that you knew exactly what you were getting into today, but what do you think? I mean, this is this yeah. is probably a little better studio than you thought you were jumping into today. No, I mean, I uh, had a few pictures of it. So I oh, had, you did? Yeah, had a little bit of uh, an idea of what it was going to be like. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty cool that it's in uh, it's in the store, and I think it's a good little setup. 
Yeah, it's a good spot. I yeah, didn't, and, I didn't expect And Matt, you're actually sitting in my producer's seat because my producer cannot be here today. He's in a golf tournament. So there's the priorities for this show. So now I am not just the host today. I am also the producer. Um, you guys golf? Is that what you're doing this summer? Is that what yeah. the plan is? I mean, we try to. We go out on the course and uh, hit the ball. I don't really call us golfers, but we have fun with it. Yeah, we <laughs> got the uh, we got the BU golf tournament coming up Monday at Granite Links. At so. Granite Links. Yeah. Okay. And who are you expect? Who? I mean, who are you expecting to be there? Everybody that's on the team now, everybody former BU players. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that majority of the guys on our team that golf. Anybody play, yeah. you got? I mean, you got. You're gonna have some media there. You're gonna expect media, Jack. I'm looking at you. You expect media <laughs> to be showing up? That's really what I'm getting at. Uh, you expect media there? A lot of media attention. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> think so. I hope there's not media there watching my golf game. Well, because they're gonna have questions. Yeah, they you know, could, they could have questions um, about golf. And, you know, so, so, so let's get to really the reason why you're here, and I'll, I'll get right to it, then what everybody wants to know. Are you going to play on my Celtic three-on-three street hockey tournament <laughs> this summer? <laughs> I don't know if I could be part of the next, uh, the next 24-7. <laughs> you watched 363, our street hockey movie. For people that don't know what yep. I'm talking about, we have a street hockey movie. It's on YouTube. Three sixty three Road to the Salty Three on Three. Keith Yandel is in it. Jimmy Hayes is in it. Jimmy Vesey was supposed to be in it. We recorded a part with him, and it just it didn't work out. It didn't fit the script, so we yeah. had to cut it. You know, we never told no. him that we were cutting it. Yeah, he I, never mentioned. You don't ever yeah, talk to him yeah. and him mention that, right? No, he, I know you guys are kind of rivals, Boston, no, you know, yeah. hockey, different call, different schools, but he's never mentioned that. He hasn't brought it up. Pretty good friends with him, so you know. I mean, I guess maybe it didn't mean that much to him that he was cut out, or maybe his oh. part was bad, and he he wishes he was yeah. cut out. It Who was knows? a bad, it was a bad part, but it wasn't really his fault. Yeah, it was more my fault. But you did watch the video. Oh, I watched. What'd the you video. think? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was terrific. Best part? What was it? Uh, I'm gonna go. Best part was uh, when you were when you were dumping on the guy for wearing the bathing suit. I, I probably watched that part five or six times and laughed every time. Yeah, he didn't like that either. He didn't in real life. He didn't like that, and there's a reason to it, and it's because we wanted him to be in the opening scene, and he wouldn't be in it. He thought it was a joke, and then when we told him to show up, we were recording this video. He shows up in a fucking bathing suit. <laughs> what I, is he wearing? Yeah. Is he wearing a bathing suit? Who plays street hockey in a bathing suit? <laughs> you guys grew up, did you play street hockey growing up? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Like on, but did you play it like we play it? Like on rollerblades, yeah, no, no equipment? Yeah, rollerblades, yeah, no equipment. Um, there's a couple street hockey courts right down, uh, right down next to the Chelmsford High School. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I used to play like every day after school, go down there. All the time. Matt, least, same so. thing? Rollerblades? Yeah. Yeah. Because I say street hockey to some people, and they're like... And then they see the video. They're going, what, what do you... Where are you, your elbow pads or your knee pads? You play like that? No. 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 What are you talking about? <laughs> probably, I, wear, probably wear a tank top and some Lula shorts. Uh, yeah. Though, yeah. Into, for yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> so you guys did play... You guys not open to playing in the Celtic three-on-three? Is it uh, you're rolling it out? What's the... What's the timetable on that? When is that? I think it's the end of July. End they of don't, July. I think it's a game time decision. I'd love to give Collier a run for his money. Yeah. Is he playing in that? I'm sure he is. Yeah. I'm sure he is. He plays every year. Yeah. I got to keep my hands. Hey, Jimmy Vesey's playing. Jimmy Vesey. Jimmy Vesey never gives uh the gives up the opportunity to play in a, a no, I, tournament. No, I I'd like to be his advisor and tell him don't play. Yeah. So when I ask you to play, like I'm just kidding. You shouldn't play. I'm going to yeah. actually advise you <laughs> even though if you told me right now you would play, I'd have to think about letting you play. I would, I would have to not let you play, ultimately, in the Celtic three-on-three. 
because um, we all know here what the, the real elephant in the room is, and that's the fact that uh, you have a decision to make, Jack. Yeah. If it's the NHL uh, or it's going back to BU. And yeah. I think an interesting aspect to this whole thing, there's two actually. One is I believe it was a week and a half ago you said that you're still weighing your options. And the other thing was I go back to, what was it, in the spring and April you were named one of the alternate captains for next year's BU team. Yeah. Um, are you still weighing your options as of this Monday morning, June 15th? Yeah, I'm still weighing the options. You're I still think. weighing uh, them. Yeah, I mean, I got to wait till I, till I get drafted. Um, so. But you know, I mean, you know you're going to get drafted, obviously. You know where you're getting drafted, too. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's, uh, you know, it's not totally set in stone. You don't know what's going to happen at the draft, so I don't want to... I don't want to come out and say that, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's looking, you know, a lot like I'll, you know, be going to Buffalo and, um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough decision. You know, both, uh, both options have uh, a lot of pros and cons. So I'm what sure. are those pros and cons? I, because, I'm just trying to, I'm just I mean, trying to figure that yeah, out for I, myself. Like, yeah. are you looking back at, at BU saying, okay, yeah. the way the, the national championship ended, that's still fresh in my mind. Um, you know, is that, is, is that something that's in your head or there's a lot of things. I mean, um, you know, BU has so many, you know, great things about it. I think, uh, it, it's such a great group of guys that I love being around. And, uh, I think it's just a lot of fun to play in Boston. You know, you get opportunities to play in things like the bean pod and hockey East. And, um, you know, it's pretty close to my house and, you know, it's college too. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to, you know, be with the guys every day. And, uh, but then, you know, you have the option of, you know, potentially play in the NHL and, you know, it's the NHL. So, um, you know, it both, both uh, both are really good options, and I think uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be a tough decision. Do you look at that team that we all think is going to draft you, Buffalo, at number two, and does does that factor in where you would be going? Okay, you're playing in the NHL. Yeah. Everybody's dream. Um, does the place that you're going to be drafted to, does that factor in your decision or no? No, I mean, I think, you know, everywhere you go in the NHL, it's uh, a great or you know all, every organization is so good um you know i think buffalo is actually a pretty good fit for me uh it's only six and a half hours from here and um they have a lot of really good up-and-coming young prospects and i think uh everyone's really excited about the future there so uh it, it is a good fit um you know if that were where i would get drafted and uh you know it just makes my decision harder um, so you've done your homework on Buffalo. Oh uh, yeah. I, you've I, done your homework yeah. on the Sabres. Well, I mean, you know, the combine was there last week, so I got to spend, uh, about a week in Buffalo and been there a few times. And, um, so I, you know, I have some, uh, you know, connections to the city and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a, a good situation. Uh, Matt Lane, fellow Terrier. What's your advice to the kid? What's your advice? I know you got some advice, right? And maybe you haven't given it yet. Yeah, he has a lot to say. Right? So. Maybe you haven't given it yet. This is your no. opportunity. Give him yeah. speak into the mic and give him the advice. Yeah, no, usually usually I'm uh, I'm in his ear about every day, but um you know, obviously I'd love to have him back and spend another year with me personally and obviously contribute to our ice hockey team, mm. but uh Oh, this is but, it um, sounds like a pitch. Yeah. Sounds like a pitch, this maybe. Guy's a salesman over yeah. here every oh, yeah. damn day. But um, you know, he's got to he's got to do what's best for him. So uh, you know, there comes a time where I'll probably probably step off the gas pedal a little bit and let him make a decision uh, coming up, up here in the next two weeks. Um, when it, so that's when you'll make the decision. Yeah, because the draft's I, I, what I, end of June here. End the of this draft month. is uh, a week from this upcoming Friday. So 
imagine you you next... are gonna make a decision. You're gonna make a decision before before the draft. No, I'll probably make it after. After. Yep. And uh, I imagine you know within two weeks my decision will be made. Within two weeks from today. Ap- from today, first person you will tell is who. Um, <laughs> Matt's pointing at himself. Uh, yeah. I don't think so, Matt. Sorry. Uh, you yeah. guys are tight, but I don't know. Who's the first person you tell? Well, I mean, I got to obviously, you know, talk to my parents about it. So uh, when the decision's mm-hmm. made, they'll know about it. And uh, I mean, I think the first person that deserves a call, uh, you know, would be my coach, you know, whether I'm, you know, coming back or not. And, um, you know, I've spoke to him about the uh, the situation, you know, a, a few times. And What's his advice? Um he's he's all about you know doing what's best for me and uh you know i think the thing that you know he talks about most is just go where i'm going to be happy he doesn't want me to be uh you know you know playing in the nhl if i wanted to be back at bu or he doesn't want me to be at bu if i would prefer to be playing in the nhl so i think uh at the end of the day you gotta make a decision with your heart and um it's gonna be you know uh a tough decision i, I definitely will you know, need my parents to help me make it and, uh, you know, my, my advisors and, you know, the people that are close to me. Mm-hmm. So, because I think so, some people are sort of shocked that this is actually still options of being weighed still, right? I mean, you understand what, how, why people are shocked at that? He's waving me off. What are you doing? What are you trying to get? All right. I'll, I, I know you're – it's an uncomfortable conversation no, no, because no, no, obviously I mean, you don't want me – you don't want the yeah, Danny Picard no. show being the first – you don't want your coach <laughs> listening to this show being like, what's that? Uh, Jack's going to the NHL? Oh, wait, he's staying at BU? The first time I have to hear this is on the Danny Picard show? You don't – you obviously don't want that. No, no, no. This is uh, this is a good environment. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. I think uh, you know, it's it's a tough decision. So yeah. I mean, we'll see. All right. Well, when it happens, maybe maybe you'll you'll let me know before yeah. any any other media outlet knows. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll, so we'll we can get, it get on the that show. done. How was the combine? It was good. Uh, I think you know, for me personally, it was kind of relaxed. I didn't have too many meetings and. Uh, did a little media. I think it was fun. It was nice to be in Buffalo because, you know, I get a feel for the city and, um, you know, meeting their management and, and their scouts. And um, I think it was, you know, overall a great experience. I think they did uh, the NHL, you know, partnered up with the Sabres and did, you know, a great job putting on a, a, an event. And um, it was a good experience. And you were surprised by some some things that got out to the media. Some Some things that you said in interviews with teams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were uh, surprised that people turned that into a story. Yeah, and that was for the people that don't know. You told the teams that you interviewed with that you were the best player in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just confidence. Uh, you know, people, you know, media and uh, you know, reporters and things like that. They, I think they always make a bigger story of you know. We do. Saying something well, that's like that. what we do. Yeah, I mean, that's what we, I'm not, I mean, what do you want? Yeah, you I, I think that's. Uh, <laughs> I think you, that's if you think it's it. going to end with this yeah, story, no, you're yeah. nuts. No, I mean, I, and, and and what I said to the teams wasn't. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were making a, a big deal of it, and I don't think that you know anything was really to be made of it. I think, you know, what I said, I I think I stand by, and you know, if anyone's not confident in their abilities, then you know that's, you know, that's them. But I'm pretty confident in my abilities, and I think that you know I just wanted the teams to know that it's uh you know it's part of my personality and. See, I wanted you to go all LeBron James on me right yeah, now. I like can, last I can, I night, that. LeBron James last night said he's the best player. Are you? They asked him, "Are you confident?" And he I'm goes, the best in "He the said, world, well, yeah. I'm the best player in the world.' I wanted to. I wanted you to go. Well, no, you know what? I mean, in those interviews, and and I meant it. 
I am the best player in the world. That's why I wanted you to go all LeBron. But I gave you the opportunity. You didn't do it. Yeah, Probably a good decision on your part. Yeah, really not. That's not uh, I guess that's LeBron's forte, but it's not really my style. But, I mean, if I were in your shoes, your skates, we'll say. My rollerblades. Your rollerblades without the stopper. <laughs> if you were going to play, don't show up with the stopper on the rollerblades. It's just not going to work. We won't let you play. Um, <laughs> I, I would have, in the back of my head, I'd say, well, wait a minute. What's preventing me from going number one overall? Right, because we're talking Buffalo here. You're obviously thinking Buffalo. You've done your homework. You've yep. met with them. You visited there. It seems to me that you believe deep down inside, if you do go to the NHL and make that decision to go, that it's going to be the Buffalo Sabres at, at, at number two. Now, you said you make that after the draft. Um, but is there anything in the back of your mind that, that says, well, maybe I could still go number one? Or if you, you, really, you never know. You never know. I mean, it's not up to me. It, that, I think that's out of my control. I think um, it's up to the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just seems, you know, what everyone's saying. But then again, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. That's why it's the NHL draft. You, you never know. And, um, you know, I think I think Buffalo is a great fit. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, upset at all to you know to be drafted there I think it would be uh you know a huge privilege and you know the same with Edmonton it's uh both of them have pretty rich traditions of hockey and uh I think both of them are really good fits all right so you're watching the cup final I I what are you taking from that I mean are you watching just as a fan saying wow I I hope you know this guy has success or or sitting back not even rooting for anybody or or are you watching this going you know I one day I'm hope to be in this series and and here's what i'm are you taking it as a learning process how do you watch the playoffs right now and the stanley cup final i mean i think i watched as a fan because i think i'm a fan of the game and you know I, i'm not really rooting for either you know, i'm not root, i'm not really you know i'm not a huge chicago fan mm. neither tampa you know mm. i think it would be nice to see tampa win um i'd like to see Chicago's, brian brian boyle get the yeah cup. that'd be really nice you know a local guy yep. i think uh you know he's had some success in the playoffs and uh, maybe bring the cup in here brian if you're listening <laughs> but uh yeah i mean um you know i'm a huge jonathan taze fan so uh, i like chicago as well and you know chicago is good every year it seems like they're always in the cup finals i think tampa it would be nice to see uh you know kind of a new team you know having success and uh, they've have a, they have a lot of Americans, and you know you're pretty you're pretty close with Callahan, right, Laner? Yeah, I work out with him in the summer. So Do you? Yeah, it'd be nice to uh, same advisors. You know, maybe maybe get to a cup party this summer if he yeah if he brings it back. Have home. wait uh, wait have you guys ever hoist, touched the cup? Anything? I saw it with uh, I saw it with Gianta, and I think it was oh three oh four maybe when he won with the Devils. Mm-hmm. I work out with him too. They both uh, they both work out together, and um, I don't think I touched it. I hope I didn't. No. But well, if you if you did, you screwed. Yeah. You screwed. Yeah. I when the Bruins won the cup, we had an inflatable cup, and we brought it up to the roof deck of ABG here in Salty, and there were literally there were younger Salty kids who wouldn't wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't touch the inflatable cup. That's how superstitious it is touching the cup. I mean, you see the conference trophies, right? They won't they touch won't it. Touch that, Some yeah. teams, though, I think if the, one year they went, was it Pittsburgh or Detroit? They went back Pittsburgh to back years. Back to back years, and the second year, the first year Crosby didn't touch it. And the, and second, the second year, year they hoisted it. it. They were drinking out of it, like the they Bruins in '88. They would, you know, I, there were videos of Reggie Lemlin like drinking out of the thing. Like they used to party with it. Then when the I covered the Bruins for Comcast Sportsnet. Um, the year that they ended up winning the cup, 2011. 
And when they won the Prince of Wales Trophy, you know, you wa- I'm walking around. We go in the, the dressing room after the game, and we're down in the area at the Garden. The Prince of Wales Trophy is just, like, on the ground in a, in a hallway. Like, I could have taken it and brought left with it, and nobody would have cared. I mean, that's how, that's how little they care about the conference yeah. trophy. I think it's just a huge tradition. Like, it's just tradition of superstition, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who do you got? I mean, who do you think is going to win the cup based on watching? Because the cup's in the building tonight in Chicago. It's in the building. Yeah, I, I think mean, the I think the Blackhawks got it. I think Tampa Bay, if they wanted to win this, they needed to go up three one. I'll be rooting for Tampa Bay because, like I said, I want Brian Boyle to win. But I think they needed to go up three one. They needed to yeah. win that game four, and they didn't. And then the Blackhawks obviously now have a three two lead. I mean, they had some. I think you know you never know. Tampa's been a really good road team all year, and if they can, you know, it's kind of like the Bruins when they won it. You know, they were you know they they forced a you know a game seven. Yeah, well, what but the, they were they were also at home in Game Six. That's yeah, a little different. But I think if Tampa's, I mean, they've been great on the road. So if they're able to force a, a Game Seven at home, you really never know. And, and Bishop's been he's hurt. He's been, yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. Are you looking at him? How would you how would you handle that with Bishop's in net? You see him hurt. What does that look like to you? You watch him. To me, it looks like it's not knee. No, because he's hopping up and down pretty good. It seems like a hip flexor. Maybe a, a, groin. a groin or a hip flexor. It's something. It's some, maybe it could be a knee. It's something in his lower body that he's, uh, you know, you can tell he's having trouble, you know, moving back and forth. You know, mm. but he makes the saves. I was in uh, Chicago for Game Three, and you could tell that he wasn't, he wasn't feeling, uh, you know, himself. But he, you know, he stepped up and made, I think, what around forty saves, yeah. and you know, they were able I to think, get the win. I think the other guy is pretty good too. So it's almost. Uh, Tougher decision. Uh, Vasilevsky yeah. comes in. Yeah. I ho- I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Vasilevsky. I yep. sat there that night that he was in, knowing that I had to do a show the next day, making sure I got his name right. And when I came in the studio, I completely forgot how to say it. So I think it's Vasilevsky. Yeah. I believe. It is, yeah, Vasilevsky. Yeah. Vasilevsky. Yeah, and they threw him right. Here's the problem, though. That game, it's Chicago. They didn't throw any pucks, you know, at the net early on. And, and you know, they, they won that game. But yeah. – the first period, they had two shots on net. Yeah. I mean, how do you have that? I mean, come on. They were trying to be way too pretty with the puck. I mean, they end yeah. up winning anyways, but it didn't matter. But you still have to you have to pepper that kid if he's in, right? Young kid comes into the net. you got to pepper him with shots early. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, young guy, especially in the Cup and in, Chica- in Chicago, mm-hmm. like that, that building's crazy. So, yeah. He you know, looks he's confident. He got, that, he got that one win just by playing like a minute and a half. Yeah, I think that, that builds oh. confidence. He got a win at home. Yeah. He's a good goaltender. I mean, yeah. he's really good. All right, so uh, what's up for the summer now? Uh, we, uh, you got the golfing out of the way. When are you jumping back on the ice? Are you guys back on the ice yet doing anything? Where are you working uh, out? Who are yeah. you working out with? What do you got? Well, right now we're, uh, we're over at BU working out in the morning as a team. Um, we're all enrolled in the first summer semester, which ends, I think, next week, right? Yeah. So uh, we work out there in the morning at 6.30 as a team, and um, – you know, got some guys are skating more than others. I think. I think it's just whatever your body's feeling. Um, you know, me personally, I think after the World Championships and a pretty long season, I'm trying to take time off from the ice. But you know, knowing that I'll probably have to go to a development camp after the draft, you know, you kind of have to get back on the ice. And you know, I'd like to take some 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 more time off. Uh, you know, from from just like being on the ice every day. You know, power skating or doing whatever you're doing. Um, is there something that that you're working on specifically like are you paying more attention to face-offs this this summer like are you working on that is there something aspect of your game that you say 
you know, hey, if I do go to the NHL, you know, I this needs to improve. Like, what it, what are you focusing on this summer? Like, what's the main point of emphasis? Probably just making plays quicker and, and moving my feet without the puck. Um, you know, that's things that you can work on. And, like, uh, we a lot of us play in a, a summer league down in Foxborough. It's, you know, Brian Boyle. Boyle's down it. there. Jimmy the Hayes, Hayes, the Hayes. Kevin Hayes. The, yeah, the Hazy's playing it. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of pro guys. It's a pretty good league. And, just in those games, I think you can work on playing away from the puck and moving your feet. And, you know, in terms of skill, I think you can always work on your shot and your skating and try to get faster. Just it's basic things. Did I read that you grew up a BC fan? Yeah, kind of weird. Uh, I did grow up. And here you are at Terrier. Grew up a BC fan, yeah. Uh, but ended up being a better fit at BU. So, uh, How did you grow up a BC fan? How, how does that work? Uh... Like, you don't know. It just was, winning. you like, like they I mean. were good. They were winning, and, you know, they it seemed like they had good teams, and I was a big fan of, um, you know, Patrick Eves, and uh, when Gerby was there, I liked him when I was younger. So, um, yeah, I mean, I liked BC for a while, and then when I started doing the recruiting process, both schools, you know, um, you know, great. They were great places. I think uh, it was a tough decision. It took me a while to make, but ended up just, at the end of the day, I felt like I belonged more at BU, and, you know, I'm really happy with my decision. You know, I've never regretted it. Um, well, you ended the BC's little bean pot run yep, there. Yep. Back to the, the made it the BU pot again. What? Yeah. Can I get a sto- bean pot story? What'd you guys do? What'd you guys do with it? Give me a what's the what did you do with the bean pot? Jesus. Can we get a we story? Gotta, anything? Uh, this is gonna be on social media. Anything so. crazy? Is there anything crazy that you'd be able to give us that you did with the bean pot that you know wouldn't get you in trouble that you could tell us right now? I mean, did right you just take you just take it out that night and man, uh, we I mean we <laughs> we took it out for about five days straight. It, it ended up everywhere. We yeah, were, I mean we, it was everywhere. Whether it was in the dining hall, yeah. someone was eating Captain Crunch out of it, or yeah. we uh, plays uh, like we have a fit rep at, fit rep at, oh fit rec basketball. You, you can tell yeah, we we brought it we what? brought it into the uh, we brought it into the gym. We play a little basketball. You guys uh, play basketball. A there's little bit a, on Tuesday nights. Like there's a up. Tuesday night. Just you like, guys play pickup. Wait a minute. You guys play pickup basketball on Tuesday nights in a rec league? No, yeah. no, it's not a league. We just play for fun, get a little workout. All right. Yeah. Why did you, was basketball part of? Oh, it's your, fun. It's like the the facility is connected to our rink. So, um, I mean, a few guys on our team play. There's a couple of kids from the school that we're buddies with that play. Uh, so we had a game Tuesday night. The bean pot was Monday night. We brought the uh, the trophy over to the, the wow. fit rec. That, that might be a first. You win the bean pot. You yep. go play. You take it to a basketball game. Yep. Playing a basketball game the next night. Yep. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was at. I think it was at half court uh, on the sideline. You know what I did like so. seeing when you guys won the bean pot? And I, Matt, I apologize. I don't recall. I don't have recall a vision of you lifting it and what it looked like. But some people lift the bean pot. Like they take the bottom of it and they lift it up, and I'm oh they take the handles, and they, I'm going what are you doing? Yes. You lifted it the right way. You lifted it like it was the cup, you know, like on its side. Yeah. You know, you lifted it that way. Yeah. Did you, Matt? Did you lift it the same way, I'm or how did sure. you? I don't even remember. Oh, you don't remember that. You, no. See that I, stuff I, sticks with me. I might have yeah. t-bowed with it. I you did. You I definitely did. t-bowed I, with I, it. I t-bowed There's with pictures it. all over the place of you t-bowing with the bean pot. Couple guys, uh, couple guys did like they ate out of the bean pot. Yeah. You know, they did the. It, 
whatever. Oh, you did the celebration. Yeah, the celebration. Like big dog got to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greer and Fortunato. Greer and Fortunato. You wake up in the morning though, eat cereal out of it. I mean, yeah, I took it over the dining hall. Had some Captain Crunch. Um, I ended up in my bed one night. I'm not sure how it got there, but I'm sure you took it there. It was in there. Yeah. Again, this is recorded. You guys might want to be careful about where you go with these bean pot stories. I'm just yeah. letting you know. I'll stop you short before you, you know, you say something you might regret on the show. No, um, no yeah, all that, all that's good stuff. All right, yeah. all right. So that was uh, cool seeing you guys end BC's bean pot uh, little success that they were having. Um, you mentioned the World Championships, Jack. Yeah. What was that experience like? I mean, you're playing against some, you know, major powerhouse NHL superstars. Tell me a little bit about that trip, that experience, and what really what that was like for you. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I was a little unsure after the year if I wanted to go over. Um, you know, with schooling and have finals coming up, I'd have to miss them. And um, just being you know away after a pretty long season for another month, uh, it's a long tournament. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to go over at first. But, you know, I have to make my decision going over. Uh, you know, I couldn't be happier. I think it was uh, a really good experience. And, you know, I learned a lot about myself as a player. And uh, I think it was a good way to go into the summer, you know, learning things about myself, as, you know, and, and uh, you know, playing against the world's best. Uh, you, you really you come to realize what you need to do to get better and be an impact player at the next level. And I think uh, it was really big for me to do that. How much did how much of it did you watch? Um, I watched a good amount. I watched most of the games. Yeah. If not, I watched the highlights. So, uh I mean, it's pretty cool. See, I mean, yeah. it must be a pretty cool feeling skating against. Yeah, I mean, Ovechkin. It was. It was uh, I think my 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 first real surreal moment was taking the opening face off against Russia against Malkin. Like wow. that's a guy that I look up to, and he's probably one of the most talented players. You know, one of the best players in the world. And taking a face off against him, you know, to start the game was pretty cool. How did you do? I don't think he put his stick down, so I think he might have let me win it. He let you win it. I think I I, I imagine he let me win it. You did pretty yeah. good on draws against him the whole game, though, didn't you? Yeah, I don't know if uh, you never know. I mean, really? So you, I mean, you're basically telling us that he was letting you win the faceoffs. Yeah, I don't know if he was letting me win, you it, but I you think don't have to I be so have... humble just because you don't want to go all LeBron on us and say you're the best player in no, the world. I'm, I mean, if you go back and legitimately check the game tape, I don't think his stick made his hand made it past <laughs> halfway point on his stick, where I was choked down to the blade. So, uh, so he wasn't like talking trash to you or anything. No, Malkin. those. Yeah, I mean, those guys. Uh, I mean, they definitely take the, the tournament serious, but it's. Uh, Malkin saw. He comes off to me like a trash talker. I don't know if I don't know if he is. Not at but all. He's not. No, he didn't say much to me. There was definitely other guys that you know talk a lot more. Did you get advice going into that from Jimmy Kevin Hayes? No, I didn't get it from Jimmy or Kevin, but you know other guys that had played in the tournament. You know my coaches. Uh, Scott Young played in the tournament a few times, mm-hmm. and he's uh, the director of hockey operations at BU. So uh, I talked to him a little bit about the tournament, um, you know, and, and other guys that have played in it, and uh, Chris Drury talked to him a little bit about it. So, uh, you know, they thought it would be a great opportunity for me, and then at the end of the day it was. All right, cool. So um, right now you guys just getting your work in this summer, and um, we'll wait for the decision, all right? And uh, – I'll be here wait I'll be here waiting to know before everybody else. Yeah. I'll just let you know that right now. I'll be I'll be the one that's waiting to break it right here on the show. Perfect. We're ready to do it. I mean you can do it right now if you want. Yeah. Well, well the opportunity's there for you. The opportunity's there. You I know? Think, I think this is the yeah, this seems like just a great spot to let it go. It it is. You know, it really it, is. We're know, comfortable in here. It's yeah. a nice comfy studio. Everybody's gonna be listening. 
You got the, you could tell the world, we're on the world wide web. We're on iTunes. Any, really anywhere you can get uh, a podcast. Go to dannypicard.com as well. Can let the world know. But, um, it's, so the, uh, it's up to you. Well, you know, it's tough to let the world know a decision. When you don't know it. it when you, know? you haven't made it. All right. You, listen, you've, I don't know where you've been taking, yeah, thumbs up. Matt's giving him the thumbs up. You guys, <laughs> you, you, you were prepared coming into this. And I, I respect you for that. Yeah. You've already dealt with the media bullshit from the combine yep. and, and the things that leaked out yeah. that interview. I mean, so yeah. you've already dealt with it. Do you yeah. take you take classes on that? How to how to deal with the media yet? Uh, no, I mean, when you I played at the uh, the national team for two years, and you know, so did he. Uh, they kind of give you a decent amount of media training, I would say. Yeah. And I think the the best way to go about it is just it's experience. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get mm-hmm. around it, and um, you know, obviously a lot at BU this year and the World yeah. Junior Tournament and at the uh, NTDP the last few years. Uh, Matt, so you're going yeah. senior year. Yep. You're going back. Um, assistant captain. Assist- yep. One more year. You One more year. And your other assistant captain right here. Let's see what happens. Uh, <laughs> what, what are your expectations here coming in, um, going into next season? You know, after, after the way last season ended. Um, I mean, is that still fresh in your minds right now? You know, I I don't know I don't know if the word fresh I would use, but um I think it'll you know it'll always it'll always motivate it'll motivate yeah it, it should and and that's the way we should use it as as a motivator and mm-hmm. um you know luckily for me I got I got one more shot at it and um you know we're we're, we're expecting to have a good team again so our um you know our goals are pretty high and and we want to do we want to do what we did last year yeah I, 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 yeah I mean it was definitely. It's de- I think it's a good motivator. I think, uh, you know, it, it definitely stung. But looking back on the year, we uh, I think we competed for five turn. We competed for five in five tournaments and mm-hmm. won four of them, uh, or just you know had the chance at f- at five, five championships. Trophies, yeah. yeah, and and we yeah. won four of them. And uh, I think that was a good indicator of how successful our year was, even though um, you know we lost the last game. All right, what else are you guys doing this summer? Outside of hockey and golf um, and basketball the, on Tuesday uh, nights, we got the Travis Roy uh, wiffle ball tournament. Over all right, at BU this Saturday, so uh, that's a big one. BC, Harvard, Northeastern. They're who's all gonna there. pitch? Um, who's usually our pitcher? Nick Nick Roberto usually. I'll probably be out. In, I'll probably. Be I, out I was told Nick Roberto was coming in today. Yeah, he was, but uh, he's actually he's training. actually he's training. He's trying to get better at ice hockey. You know, you can't blame him. <laughs> we're doing a we got the podcast. maybe he's. We got th- I'm surprised he doesn't because like, he's such a promoter of himself. And Why, what does he do? What does right he promote? He's promoting everything. He just he's a, he always has his hand in something, and that's just Nick. I mean, knows everybody, talks to everyone. His phone never leaves his hand. Oh. Apparently, he doesn't want to talk to what to me this I, show. I'm I'm surprised. I don't I don't know if he knew exactly what was uh, in store, but um, you know, luckily Laner Laner jumped in, and you know Roberto's shooting pucks. So yeah. well, nice job. Nice job, and uh, I wish you guys the best of luck uh, in the wiffle ball tournament. I'm usually in a wiffle ball tournament every year, but I'm I'm not in anything this year, so I don't know. I'm not going to play any wiffle ball this summer. Yeah. It's I just mean, not going to happen. Yeah, I had a one day tryout actually uh, on the beach the other day. Yeah. I had a one bat tryout actually, and you took a yard. I took a yard and made the team, so it's it's nice to be uh, you know the. Did you grow up playing baseball? I did. Yeah. Yep. You watching the Red Sox right now? 
Yeah, I mean, are you a Red Sox fan? Oh yeah, I love the Red Sox. Um, so then, then I would advise not to watch. Listen, I mean, I, I don't watch. To, I went to five games in probably two weeks. I live right there, so I haven't seen them win this year. Uh, <laughs> not many people have. It's tough. That's because it's tough to see them win when they don't. Yeah. When you don't win, it's tough to see them win. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's it's just. Hopefully they'll turn it around. The Patriots won. I was all morning while I was waiting for you guys, 45 minutes late. Um, I was watching all the videos of uh, Tom Brady and Gronk dancing around with their Super Bowl rings. Quite the potty Robert Kraft throws. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, <laughs> Patriots. Yep. Patriots organization. I wouldn't expect anything that the best. Not, it was nothing like the beanpot potties, though, I assume. No. 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 Probably not. No. All right. Well, listen, I wish you guys the best of luck. I hope you come to a decision, Jack, very soon. And again, forum's open if you'd like to change your mind and make the decision right now. If you want to come back and make the decision at any point, the studio is really always open. we got a lot of stuff going on here at Beantown Athletics. Again, this uh, segment presented by 4Boston. You can get all of your 4Boston apparel at Beantown Athletics in Dorchester. Thanks a lot, guys, for stopping by, and uh, we'll talk again soon, all right? Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. All right, great stuff right there. Special thanks to Jack Eichel and Matt Lane for stopping by the studio this morning. I'm, I'm sure they have a lot better things to do with their lives, and uh, so that's why I do thank them for taking time out for jumping in here today. It was fun, and I'm, I'm glad they liked this. I'm glad they enjoyed 363 wrote to the Celtic three on three. And if you haven't seen it, make sure you do youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Um, you can watch it there. It's 30, I warn you, it's 36 minutes long, but it's got about 40,000 views on YouTube. And it is featuring two NHL players, Jimmy Hayes and Keith Yandel. And it is, we are working on a sequel. So, um, you know, we'll be sure, we'll, we'll be sure to be building up the, the star-studded lineup and cameos for the 363 sequel. Uh, I'll let you know more about that when we actually know more about that because there are some things that ha- need to happen behind the scenes for it actually uh, to play out and, and be confirmed that we actually will be completing this sequel. So I'll, I'll keep you updated on that. You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Picard. Uh, but great stuff uh, right there from the boys from BU. I think, I, here's what I think. Jack Eichel's not going back to BU. That's what I think. That's my opinion, okay? That's my opinion. Obviously, I, t- I tried to squeeze it out of him, and he did a nice job. He was well-prepared coming into this. But he obviously, any decision he makes, uh, he was very clear on, off the record, that his, you know, his family, his coach, they need to be the first ones to find out, that, that he's not going to, you know, nobody else can find out about this. So, um, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that, you know, other the, the team also can respect that. You know, one of those things that you know, the team could leak something out, right? If he does make that decision to go to the NHL, and then obviously people find out before he gets to tell his coach about it. He doesn't, you know, whatever the decision is, he wants to tell the coach. But uh, here's what I think. Just my, this is just my opinion. I think he's going to the NHL. Um, I think he's saying all the right things. And... Um, you know, I think he'd be crazy. I think he'd be crazy not to go to the NHL. Crazy not to go right now. I mean, number two overall pick. Number two. 
that's and and this kid. I, look, I know the national championship game. It was a tough loss, but at the same time, I mean, you have this opportunity to go to the show, be the number two overall pick, and go right now and you know be you know get paid. Look, and, and he's going to be successful too. You know, the comparisons that are out there are some major names, monster names that have played, uh, superstar players that have played in the NHL, he's being compared to. So uh, you can see him when he plays, Eichel. I mean, huge kid. And, and you know what? In person, he's, he's a monster. He's a monster. Uh, you know, this kid's going to have a great career. And if I were him, I would want to start that as soon as possible. I think he'd be crazy. And this isn't a knock on BU. Right? This isn't. This is not a knock on BU. Uh, I, I think this is just, this is just real life. It, when you get the opportunity to go to the show, like the opportunity that he has and the abilities that he has to succeed at that level, he's obviously a great kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. I think, I just think he'd be crazy not to go to the NHL. And for, for that reason, I, I think he's, that's why he's going. That's why he's going to go. I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think he goes. But wouldn't make uh, wouldn't make that decision right here on this show. Um, but if I do hear anything that he officially makes any decision, certainly I I could be the first one to let you know. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, but he does want to – any decision he makes, he wants to make sure his family and his coach uh, know by the first ones to know. But we are expecting – he is expecting, as you heard, to be drafted – uh, it's pretty much a no-brainer, number two overall uh, by the Buffalo Sabres. So we'll wait for that. As I mentioned, the Cup is in the house tonight, Madhouse and Madison. I'm going to take the Blackhawks in this one. I think if the Lightning wanted a chance to win this series, they needed to go up three games to one. They needed to win that game four in Chicago. They could not do that. And, you know, they have game five. You know, Bishop, he returned, but the Blackhawks won it. And here they are now, the Blackhawks with a 3-2 series lead, a chance to win the Cup tonight in their own building, and I think they get it. I do. I think they get it. And, and let's, say they, let's say they don't. Let's say I'm wrong. Lightning win tonight, goes back to Game 7 in Tampa Bay. I'd still put my money on Chicago. I would. You would not. I told you just going into the series. You won't find me. And even if Tampa Bay won, I told you they had to win Game 4 to go up 3-1. Even if Tampa Bay did win that Game 4, I'm telling you, and they were up 3-1, I still wouldn't put my money against Chicago to force a Game 7. And then when you get into that spot, anything goes and anything can happen. So, But either way, I think the Blackhawks win it tonight. But even if I'm wrong, I think they'll still win it in 7. Blackhawks are going to win the Cup, I think. And, and I told you, I'm, I'm rooting for Brian Boyle. Brian Boyle, uh, sort of a regular on this show and, you know, a, a friend of the Danny Picard show. We're a local kid rooting for him. I want to see him hoist that Cup more than anything. But I, I, I'm also trying to be realistic as to what I see on the ice. And what I see is a Chicago Blackhawks team, especially when you get into games that they are able to close it out or have three wins in the series, right? Or at any point of their backs to the wall and know they have to win. They're, they, they're a team that's possessed and they win. So I, that's why I can't bet against the Blackhawks. Now, uh, will I bet against the Golden State Warriors in their Game 6 of the NBA Finals when they have a chance to close it out tomorrow night in Cleveland? Um, I think I will bet against Golden State in that spot because I think this series in the NBA Finals is going to go 7. Now, last night was Game 5. Golden State won 104-91. to They lead the series three games to two. 
As I mentioned, Game 6 in Cleveland tomorrow night, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock. Here's the story. Last night, LeBron James had another tremendous game. Triple-double, 40 points, 11 assists, 14 rebounds. He tells you after the game, and this is why people hate him, he tells you after the game that he is He's asked if he's still confident. He says, yes, I'm confident because I'm the best, in the, I'm the best player in the world. He t- that's what he said. That's why people hate him. That's why people fucking hate him. I-, I wrote a column in the Boston Metro that came out on Friday. I write a column in the Metro every Friday. And I told you that even though I grew up here, Celtics fan, um, you know, they're not playing the Celtics right now, even though they beat him in the first round. Celtics still had no shot. You know, I find myself... Rooting for LeBron James. I do. It has nothing to do with his personality. I never told you I like his personality. I never tell you I root for him off the court. But on the court in this series, you know, Irving went down. You know, Love had gone down. And you know what? I'll give, I'll give the boys credit here. And Matt Lane pointed it out to me. We were watching Sports Center highlights, you know, just shooting the shit after we stopped recording. And and, and Matt Lane, they, they know their basketball. They play Tuesday nights, as they told you. He said, hey, they lost Varejao, too. You forget about that. The Cavaliers lost Varejao. He's one of their best players. And they played all season without him. So, I mean, you know, you forget about all the... Yeah, we think of Irvin. We think of Love. But you had Varejao in that mix. All these guys that LeBron lost. And here he is, another triple-double. This time a 40-point triple-double. Um, I think that we're the cap. See, I got to give credit where credit's due. Last night, Steph Curry put his big boy pants on, put, you know, showed the world that he's the MVP, and he played like we've seen him play all season long, and he just hit shots late. Like, he was unstoppable. You were not going to stop Steph Curry last night. He gets into those zones, those shooting zones, where it doesn't matter whether it's off the dribble. He's going to throw it behind his back. He's going to be spinning fadeaways. He's going to throw it up from half court. Steph Curry gets in these shooting zones, and he hits shots like I've never seen anybody hit shots. And that's why you got people that come out and say he's the best shooter in the history of the game because of the clinic that he puts on in these stretches, like you saw last night, late in this game, he put the he finished off. Now Iguodala did some things late, hit some shots late, couldn't hit his free throws. Uh, you get a hack at Iggy situation there. But Iguodala had some big shots late. He played 42 minutes. You know, Golden State still going small with their lineup. Um, but you got Steph Curry went out last night. You know, this was a one-point game at the half. Uh, you, J.R. Smith early on was not just shooting well, but he was diving for loose balls. He was blocking shots. He was running over people through screens. That's a flagrant, but I'm okay with it. If I'm Cleveland, I like that. J.R. Smith played with, with, with a little passion last night. Um, it sort of disappeared late, but he had a great first half. LeBron, we know he had a great first half. LeBron was hitting some shots late, too, and it looked like midway, I shouldn't say midway, two minutes into the fourth quarter, it was Curry-LeBron, Curry-LeBron. This was going to be the LeBron versus Curry show in the fourth quarter, and it was going to be basically a game of horse between those two, right? Uh, LeBron hit some big shots, but there were just one too many misses from the Cleveland side and one too many makes 
by Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, what he did last night is this was a close game. He went out and he separated himself from the pack in this game and said, here's the deal. I want this and I'm going to go take it. And he went out and took it. Steph Curry went out, took this game last night. You got to give him credit. And the Golden State Warriors now a one win away from winning the NBA championship. I do not think they'll win it in six games. Do I think they'll win it? I I need to see how game six plays out. Um, I think Cleveland will win game six. I do. And I think you get to a game seven. And that brings me to my poll question, which I have kept up on my website, dannypicard.com, where you can hear this show every day. It's the poll, top right-hand screen. If the NBA Finals goes to Game 7, I put this at the beginning of the series because I had a feeling this is where we were going. If the NBA Finals goes to Game 7, who would you rather have, LeBron James or Steph Curry? Honestly, maybe last night to some people, it changed some people's minds. I still will take the best player in the world. And as good as Steph Curry looked last night, especially late in that game, going out and taking this game away from the Cavs and saying, you're going to have no shot, and here's why. Because of me. That's what Steph Curry did. I think LeBron James and the Cavaliers, here's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to figure out that they need Mozgov to play more than nine minutes. He played nine minutes last night. Um, they, they need to give him minutes. Mozgov, Tristan Thompson, they need to... Look, Thompson finishing around the rim, 19 points. Mozgov had zero points. Can't happen. Mozgov needs to have more than zero points, needs to play more than nine minutes, and James Jones needs to have more than zero points, right? Right? Um, so I'd give Mozgov more minutes, and I think if you can do that, and maybe if Delhi can get you 10 points, and J.R. Smith can hit a couple big threes, I, that's where I think the Cavaliers can come back home, take game six, and force a game seven. And in a game seven, anything can happen. I, I still, I still will have to put my money on the best player in the world. And he told you who he was last night. I don't agree with him telling you who he was saying that. But if you put that aside for a second, I, he is. Okay? He is. And 45 minutes for LeBron last night. Um, you know, I just think that he's putting on quite the performance. Hey, the people that are throwing out now, who's the MVP in this series? It, even if Golden State wins, would you give it to LeBron James? Um... I don't think it depends. See, here's the deal. If Golden State comes out and they have the type of game where Steph Curry wins that th- wins the championship game, right? Wins game six or game seven for Golden State, the way that he wins it at the end of that game with those type of shots, where he, you know, the nail in the coffin type shots, hits the threes that put him ahead, and then also comes down behind his back, through his legs, crossing people out, fadeaway jumpers, and just nail in the coffin. Then he gets Steph Curry gets the MVP, right? If Golden State wins a game in which their next win, they come out, Steph Curry struggles, and let's say Harrison Bonds goes off and has a monster performance, or Clay Thompson comes out and gives you 35 points, right? Or Iguodala comes out, starts hitting his free throws, and he gives you a monster uh, performance, or Draymond Green gives you 30. Uh, you know, then I think we get into the conversation of LeBron James should probably get the MVP of the series. But if Steph Curry comes out 
And Golden State, in their win, if they win the championship in that game that they win the next game, Steph Curry comes out and plays like he did last night, especially late in the game, Steph Curry gets the MVP. It is a fucking no-brainer. All right. As much as I love LeBron James' game on the court, on the court, and I've told you that I find myself rooting for him on the court because I think he's doing something awfully special, that... If Steph Curry plays the way he played last night and Golden State wins, he gets Steph Curry gets the MVP. I don't want to hear the LeBron James for MVP conversation. I don't. I don't. Not under those circumstances if Steph Curry plays like that and Golden State wins. But interesting facts here for you. Some numbers, some stats, if you will. Because everybody wants to compare LeBron with everybody else. You know, my, we hear the Michael Jordan stuff all the time. Um... Here's an interesting little couple stats for you. Michael Jordan, ESPN did this little graph that I had to pull up this morning. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James in elimination games. Okay? Michael Jordan, LeBron James, their numbers, their their stats in elimination games. I'll start with assists per game. Jordan, in his career in elimination games, had seven averaged seven assists per game. LeBron, his career in elimination games, has averaged 6.4 assists per game. Rebounds per game. Michael Jordan in elimination games. 7.9 rebounds per game for Jordan. For LeBron James in elimination games, he's averaging 10.1 rebounds per game. Points per game in elimination games. Michael Jordan was... 31.3. He averaged 31.3, did Michael Jordan. 31.3 points per game for MJ in elimination games. LeBron James in elimination games in his career is averaging 31.9. 31.9 points per game. And the win-loss record. The win-loss record right now. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James in their careers in elimination games. Michael Jordan, his career. Six and seven. He was sick. He had a six. His team had a six and seven record in elimination games. That's Michael Jordan. LeBron James, his career here in elimination games, seven and seven. Seven and seven. 500. I think he'll make that eight and seven because I think the Cavs are going to win game six. It's tomorrow night, Tuesday night. 9 o'clock, and then you get a Game 7, which won't be until Friday night. Friday night, Game 7, NBA Finals. Uh, you know, I just I just think that's where we're going, and I can't wait for that. Can't wait. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how this will preview more of Game 6 in Cleveland tomorrow. But that's what I saw last night in this NBA Finals game. Uh, the Cavs need to get more minutes than 9 from Mozgov and 0 points. They need more than that. Even if Golden State goes small, J.R. Smith was was had a great game early. Um, you know, was not as good late. And right now, if you're interested, Cleveland is a four and a half point dog going into Game Six. Four and a half points. I would take it because I think Cleveland is going to win and force a Game Seven. Uh, also, over the weekend, I mentioned the Red Sox lose six straight. Six straight. And we, we're trying to figure out what this team can do. People are trying to blame the manager. It's not the manager. But 
these how these things usually work is that the manager usually goes. I, I don't agree with it, but that's usually how it works, right? I don't think, he, you know, you bring in another manager, I don't think things are going to change. This is all about the talent. This is about production. This is about the GM, the general manager. This is his problem. He needs to fix it. But I think this season is over, okay? And I think if he does fix it, he needs to fix it with his eye on next season and the seasons after that, not this season. But I think you do need to bring up a kid like Brian Johnson, let him get into the rotation, all right? If that means trading some of the pitches you got right now, make that happen. I think the offense, I think for the most part, they're going to they're gonna have to ride and die with, with some of these guys. Napoli's going to go. That's just business. Contract year, struggling in Boston, a team will want him. Uh, they'll want his bat, a team that's in a playoff race, no question about it. Napoli, as much as he's struggling right now, you're crazy if you're a team in a playoff race and you wouldn't take his bat to give you a couple big hits along the way. So the Red Sox are going to trade Napoli. That's just the way it's going to go down, all right? Um, thank him for everything he did. Thank him for the 2013 World Series, but it's not going well right now, and they're not going to bring him back, and it's a contract year, and another team will want him in a playoff race on their team, so that's why you make that move. Uh, but other than that, you know, I think the David Ortiz conversation will get interesting. I think that'll get interesting because as much as I love Big Poppy, you know, uh, you, you also business being business. I use this, I say this all the time. Joe Montana finished his career with the Kansas City Chiefs. If that can happen, anybody can finish their any legend can finish their career in a different uniform. Okay, we're not gonna love it at first. We're not gonna like it at all at first because it's gonna look brutal. And it's going to just be a sad day because you know that something great in your town, with your organization, with your franchise, the team you root for, that greatness is over. Um, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens with the David Ortiz. That, that conversation is maybe for another day right now. We got a lot of other stuff here going on as I'm uh, wrapping up this show. But uh, what I also watched last night over the weekend, WWE, money in the bank. I did. Seth Rollins retains the title I'm not going to lie, I wasn't paying that much attention to that match because I was really focused on the fourth quarter of the NBA Finals, and that's when that match was going on. Uh, But Seth Rollins wins it. Seth Rollins, he's grown on me to the point where I do like Seth Rollins. I I think he's good. I think he's great in the mic. I think he's got the great personality. Uh, I think he's good in the ring. Um, I, I, I do think he's the best in the biz. But you had a match last night at Money in the Bank that stole the show. That was... John Cena versus the kid Kevin Owens, the NXT champ who's come up, right? The kid, you know, I, I, I wasn't sold on him a, a couple weeks ago. He's grown on me. He's, you know, the way they put the, the compilation before the match together of him on the mic, cut out some of the bad pots that he's had and the awkward moments in which he wasn't good on the mic, and they gave you that compilation last night. They made him look really good. And I know he comes out to the ring and he doesn't look like the most athletic, the most athletically gifted human on the face of the earth. But guess what? Uh, he had, he made some, he did some things in the ring last night that I did not think he could do. And I think he brought out the best in John Cena. And I also think John Cena brought out the best in the kid, Kevin Owens. That was one of the best matches I have seen in a long, long time last night at Money in the Bank. It was. It was one of the best matches I've seen. And the, you know what's even better? The way they finished it with Cena winning, 
He, you know, he lifts Kevin Owens' arm, you know, the, the veteran, the legend, and the young kid. And you think, all right, this is where they shake hands. They shook hands. He raised his arm, and then Kevin Owens kicked him out of the ring and powerbombed him off the side of the apron. Right? I, I love that because that's not what you expected. You did not expect that to happen. And he continues being the bad guy. And people like the bad guy now, though. That's the thing. You like the bad guy. You root for the bad guy. The bad guy's the good guy. The good guy's the bad guy. That's how it works. I like it. I like it like that. Right? Uh, so, Kevin Owens, he's growing on me. He had a great match. That's one of the best matches I've seen in a long time last night at Money in the Bank. And, and you know, closing it out here. The New England Patriots, they got their rings. You had some former players showing up to Robert Kraft's party. Will Fork was there, right? Vereen showed up. Timmy Wright, uh, he showed up. He just came, went back to the Tampa Bay Bucks. He, Timmy Wright showed up. They got their rings. Brady's dancing to Trap Queen. Gronk's dancing. Wiz Khalifa's singing at the party. This was a bash, and Robert Kraft gave him the biggest rings uh, that, that in the history of championship rings and their beauties. And you got Belichick wearing his on his hand. Brady's wearing his four rings on his hand. I mean, you know, that, that looks like a group that, that really is having a tough time dealing with Deflategate, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. Deflategate is, to them is meaningless right now. They know they did it. And they know that the air pressure on a football is no reason why they won championship last year or even previous championships. So great to see that party with the New England Patriots last night. Ton of videos out there. Uh, make sure you go check those out. Special thanks again to Jack Eichel and Matt Lane for joining me in studio uh, today. And again, I think Eichel's going to go to the NHL. And I don't, I don't even think it, it's not like a crazy, it's not a crazy theory. That's just my opinion, but um, I think he's crazy. If he does. I'm here five days a week. I'm not going anywhere. DannyPicard.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, really anywhere that you can get a podcast. The Danny Picard Show will be available to you. Follow me on Twitter at Danny Picard. Like me on Facebook. Hey, if the Red Sox get rained out tonight. I will be on WEI 93.7 FM. And either way, I'm definitely on WEI tomorrow night, Tuesday night, um, 10 to midnight, I believe, the schedule is set. So make sure you check it out at WEI 93.7 FM. Until then, I will be right back here tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.